Welcome to Dragon Age Off the Record, episode 10. I am Elizabeth, and with me is... Hi. I didn't know we were starting already. Okay. I hope you have a direction we're going, because I sure have no idea! We are going to introduce Dragon Age Inquisition to you. Last episode, we had David Gator on, but we didn't really get to give our full first impressions. What say you? Impressions. Who needs them? Oh, the, our listeners, apparently. They want to talk about this. Oh. Well, in that case... Uh... Okay, I apologize for nothing. Look, I did another two-hour show already once today, and in that two-hour show, things got a, a tad heated, so now this is my relaxation podcast. See, this is the one you don't really have to prepare for, because you, you've you been playing the game, you know what you're doing. I've you know the game. only put 87 hours into it. Seeing as it is Thanksgiving vacation, I'm back home in North Carolina, and I'm on my mother's computer. Luckily, I'm able to play the game. Unfortunately, we didn't get to talk about this last time. A lot of people have been having trouble on the PC. Yeah, I know. I'm one of them. I downloaded directly from NVIDIA. I have an NVIDIA card. I went ahead and did a clean install from their site. I recommend you do so if you are having trouble, people. Yeah, I did too. It made it worse. Oh, it did? Ooh, you're doing like four FPS like I used to for Diablo and then wondered why I sucked at the game? Yeah, it's not quite that bad. Thanks to a couple of different threads I saw on Reddit, I've managed to get the game functioning again, but it's still not at the graphical quality I wanted at, which is kind of a hindrance because I am still getting frame rate losses in points. So as a result, I've not streamed, I've not done videos, and because I've not been doing videos, I haven't been killing dragons. So I've got all these locations in the game where I have, I found, I think, seven dragons now? And I've not killed any of them, or gotten their boon, or their treasure, or their bones, or... Anything else, because I want to do dragon kill videos for every single one of them. Now, when I see a dragon, I run and scream. I saw my arm and I was so scared. Look. And then, ah! and then I run away. That's basically what I do. I don't even consider, hey, I'm going to try to kill this. No, no. Yeah. When I talk to some of the EA guys, we don't want too many spoilers out. So I asked them, at what point do you start considering spoilers this early on in the game? And they told us. And so I'm going to make sure that we don't have any spoilers beyond that point. Well, I think like the first hour of the game, which is really the prologue, we can certainly talk about. That's what they had us do in California. Right. And, and I mean, they, they streamed that themselves some time ago. So all that's out on the internet. And frankly, if you haven't played the game yet, you won't be missing a whole lot. I, okay, what are the origins? What are the origins? I don't origins? know yet. I don't know. I haven't looked at the other ones yet. The only one I do, well, that's not entirely true. Because there's the elf, which is apparently a Dalish elf. And you're there as a spy. Okay, so the premise of Until Then is that you're at the meeting trying to end the Mage Templar War, correct? Correct. And they call it the Conclave. It's just the, that's the name of the area. And there's a big explosion, and you're the only one left after this explosion. Right. Right? Each of the stories gives you a little bit of background of why you're there. That's why I said, you know, when you're Dalish, you happen to be a spy. You're going to spy on what's going on. If you're a mage, uh going to help well yeah if you're a mage then you're probably on the mage side in some degree or other which is to say that not all the templars are in favor of the war and not all the mages are in favor of the war i've come across several mages they're like i really just can i go back to the circle now please yeah. i don't want to i don't want to do this i would be one of those mages i would tell you right now if i were in that situation i'd be like i just want to go home i would be finding my way the hell out of anywhere near the wars going on I'd be hiding in the woods in Tevinter. Oh, you you apostate. Apostate. Oh, I would. If if I were a mage during the Mage Templar War, 
I'd be going full apostate and I'd be getting the hell out of Dodge, kind of like Solus. You know what? I think you're right. I would be, I would try to go to Deventer hiding out. Yeah, because, I mean, mages first off are more acceptable there, but right. here's the thing. is just because you're a mage does not mean crap in Deventer at all. Well, it, it means a little more something that you're not just if plain human. If you don't human. have family ties to some noble line of mages or noble line in general... Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean crap. Just because you're a mage does not give you any higher status. It just happens to be that mages are in control. Just happens with heavy quotations. Just like it just so happens their Templar in Tevinter don't know how to repel magic. Wait, what? Their Templar in name. Are you serious? Yeah, I, that these are some fun things I've been learning through the story. Just little like, it's just kind of like comments that have just been offhandedly tossed out going... Oh, well, that's a juicy little tidbit. Isn't that awesome? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this happens. There's a big explosion. You're the only one. You wind up in chains. And, of course, I've seen on some of the streams that Bioware has done, somebody always says, what is this, Elder Scrolls? Because you wind up in jail. <laughs> <laughs> so you wind up in jail. Cassandra's there. She was from DA2. Speaking of which, our episode 8 was all about DA2. You might want to go back and listen to it because this game refers a lot to that one. Oh yeah, there's a there's a lot of ties from both the games in this one. I squee. I how how often do you squee? Would you say per hour? Um, quite a few. Enough that I feel like we should probably found the organization called Order of the Squeenix. Squeenix. For people listening into the future, far into the future, Google was a search engine that people used on the internet. <laughs> Anyway, back on topic. So, you're in jail. You wake up. Cassandra's like, we should kill you. Tell me why we shouldn't. And Liliana's like, hey, you shouldn't kill him or her, depending on which gender you choose, I guess. Her. Because we me- we need them. We're not sure why yet, but we need them. And then you have some conversation and some choices are made, and then they let you go. The, the whole time of this is really spent with people that are on PC trying to fix their graphic settings. They're not really paying attention to the beginning. That's why I'm going over this. I was totally paying attention to this the whole time. Right until it crashed. So, yeah, yeah, and you get your first taste of the game. They basically just put you out there. You're right. going. You can jump. That's the first thing. You do know there are different controls if you're on the PC. Threw me off. Hard. Hard. See, I've, I've actually seen some people comment on Twitter about how the controls seem a bit wonky or they don't understand it. And I guess just from being the massive gamer with the huge collection of games under my belt i found everything about this game very familiar the only the only weird part is that r is your normal attack button that's the only thing i found kind of weird but otherwise every other button in this game makes sense like spacebar for spamming the jump button over and over and over and over again i hope you have a mechanical keyboard you're gonna need it unless of course you're playing on the console in which case you should be playing on the pc (laughs) jeez God, don't get us hate mail. I'm sorry, did I already put that bias out in there? Don't get us hate mail. I, <laughs> you know, I got so much hate mail for Skyrim off the record. Back when it was Skyrim off the record. I got the most amount of mail in a week. To be fair, <laughs> when it comes to Skyrim on PC versus console, PC will always be better. Especially because of the mod community that the console people can't experience. So, ha, <laughs> The same will be true of this game. Oh, so you remember what I said. I said, I'm sticking up for my Xbox peeps. No, no, I don't remember that oh at all. Oh my god! Oh, I got so much hate mail for that show. That was the most hate mail they've ever gotten because they were all taking my side, the people that were <laughs> mailing in. Hi guys, I'm a PC elitist. 
I'm not even going to hide that. If you've been listening to any of my shows to this point, you probably already know that. Well, seriously, but but how many people are having problems with their consoles versus how many people are having problems with their PCs? That's their- See, here's the fun thing about this, and this is a tangent that we can go on for ages and ages and ages. But long story short, the consoles have a set hardware. Game developers can easily design a game based on that very, very small select pieces of hardware that do not change. Whereas when it comes to PC, they have to design the game around a wide variety of different combinations of hardware going from all the way to the bottom of the scale to all the way to the top of the scale. Scaling graphics and all that does not exist for console. Because you don't have to scale anything. There is one set. That's it. One set. But look at all the options we get for PC. Anywhere from may as well not even have this enabled to ultra graphics. That's not even an argument. That's not a good argument. But you gotta look at your hardware. Some hardware can't handle ultra graphics. They have to function with a lot of the different pieces of visual fluff turned off entirely just to run the game. Some people can't even run the game because their PC hardware is just not good enough. Yeah, I know. It sucks, doesn't it? It does, actually, as a matter of fact. And my PC, I would say, is pretty damn decent. It's only about three years old with a handful of improvements made to it, so... Alright, so we were talking about being a prisoner. I don't know! Congratulations, guys. We've derailed the episode right at the beginning. So, here's the thing. You don't know what's going on. Uh, Everyone's dead in the the Conclave except for you. And you can basically be a complete dick about it. Or you can be like, oh my god, all those people are dead! Which is kind of the choice I went with, because that just, you know, if you're there for peace talks, obviously you care. You're not just there because you're there. If you just were there, then why were you there? Did that make any sense at all? There's a lot of players in there. Okay. (laughs) This is why text can't translate things, because there's no tone to it. So, yeah. You're weird. I know. There was also the figure of a woman in this explosion that people saw. I don't know who saw it. Well, see, we should explain the explosion. The explosion is what caused the breach in the sky. The tear in the fade that ripped the stars asunder, allowing you to see straight in there, and it's absorbing everything, and every hour this breach is expanding, and they theorize that if it continues to expand, it will envelop the world. Drawing the fade in the world together in one... I'm using a stress ball as a visual stuff for myself because my stress ball is like, you know, well, it's a ball. So I can, you know, using both hands to squish it and as if the fade is enveloping the world. And so you think you're entertained, man. I've got visual favors this. So, yeah. Anyway, hear it in your voice. It's awesome. It is. It's amazing, isn't it? You think your voice is amazing. don't you? Yes, I love my voice. (laughs) I know. (laughs) I'm very narcissistic about my voice. Everything else. Yeah. My voice. So. What about your beard? Uh, my beard is going very well. Thank you. Okay. Glad you noticed. Can you hear me stroking it? Good. Yes. <laughs> All right. Back to the this the breach. The rip in the sky. Wow. Where are we? All right. As stated before, all the people that weren't involved in that, you know, down all apart. When you, I mean, hell, when you are on the loading screen of the game and you hit new game, what happens? All those marching mages and Templar that are going toward the, the conclave up at the top of this little mountaintop explodes. And it's all those people that are down there scattered about in Haven and wherever else that went, 
I can see into the fade, and there's this glowing golden figure reaching out to this random person, and then you get shot out of the fade back into the real world, and you land in a crater where the enclave, or the conclave used to be. But speaking of which, Haven. Haven was in Dragon Age Origins. It was. Yeah, that's yeah. where all the creepy cultists were. And guess where, where the, exactly uh, where you are at the beginning of this. You are at the Temple of Sacred Ashes, if I remember the name correctly. Mm-hmm. That's mm. where we found Andraste's ashes and either poisoned it or didn't. And you walk through fire naked. On that point, though, if you did poison the ashes, that's where Liliana died. Liliana died? And if you come back to DAI and you wake up, that's where Liliana is alive again. What? No, I've poisoned the ashes before. She wasn't dead. She just got pissed at me. Uh, yeah, every time that happened, she attacked me. I have I never her. played that version before. I need yeah, to play every it. single time I've had Liliana with me, because I always have Liliana with me, because I need a rogue to pick the locks and all that. Every time I poison the ashes, she attacks, and I have to kill her. I even think I have a screenshot somewhere where I decapitated her. So, I, I don't know how she made it back. Apparently, the, at some point, they explained how that happens, but I don't really know how they explained it. But anyway, Liliana can't Liliana, and we don't care. <laughs> well, uh, no, that's, that's horrible. Liliana, I will say this. Liliana gets a little dark in this game. And by a no, little dark, shit. I mean, holy freaking crap, she gets dark. <laughs> I mean, there are points in possible realities where Liliana is completely psychotic. And it's in, awesome. We'll get into that in a, a few episodes from now. Yeah, I haven't experienced that yet. Okay, so you're running around Haven. I think you've basically covered the, the basic gist. Uh, yes. So anyway, people saw this person. And as Cassandra explains to you, they need someone to blame for this explosion that killed the Divine and all those other people, but nobody really cares that all those other people died. It's just everyone cares that the Divine herself died, uh, seemingly. And so what being that you're the only per uh yes, Justina the Third. Or Justinia, Justinia the Third. Okay, because I often got her mixed up with Josephine. Because I've been like, why are they talking about her? She's right there. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so the Divine Justinia the Third the very progressive divine that was going to try to make things better for the mages and end the war and all this other crap that's going on uh, gets wiped out conveniently. And wow, that was kind of a plot twist. So here's the thing. They see the, all the people need someone to blame for this. And being that you're the only one that somehow miraculously survived, they instantly believe you're the terrorist and want you dead. Congratulations, you're Anders 4.0. <laughs> Damn it, I was going to make that joke. Arr! Yep. But, see, nobody stabbed you in the neck. Hmm. Nope, because I've got an armed patrol of guards that won't allow them to. Why, just because Liliana said okay, no? Well, because Cassandra's, you know, basically got you by the ear and is hauling you out to look at the rift. And anyway, they need to escort you to this location at the top where the whole thing exploded, the center of the explosion in itself... And so you get to run up the mountain with Cassandra and learn how to fight and learn mechanics. And then while going up the mountain, you're introduced to Varric again, because Varric's amazing. And then there's Solus, this bald elf that uses magic and stuff and probably an apostate by the looks of things. Oh, by the way, he is an apostate. He knows more about the Fade than anybody else. Yep. Ever. Apparently, because he's the one that kept you from dying in your sleep. Coma. Aww. He's like Professor X. He's so hot. I mean, what? And he can walk. Damn! So, 
I just, I want to go to the first major choice that you can get. Because while you're going up the mountain, you have your party and everything, and you meet up with the priest, Grand Chancellor Roderick, which kind of makes him a secretary. A secretary? <laughs> That's how I, I've looked at Roderick the entire game, is he's a secretary. You know what? He did give off the secretary vibe, but a very asshole-ish secretary vibe. Yeah, again, well, spoilers, we'll get to him later on in the show. Uh, not this episode, much later. Yeah. But anyway, Roderick talks about how you need to be hauled off to Valroyo and executed for your crimes and all that, because even Roderick thinks you're guilty of murdering all those people. And, well, then the Seeker basically tells him to shove it up his ass, and he leaves. The Seeker being Cassandra, if you did not know. Yes, yeah. Seeker Cassandra. So then you march, march further up the mountain. Well, actually, it's at that point you need to decide. Do you want to go around the mountain pass and send your forces to charge all the uh, the demons and everything they're pouring out of this rift? Or do you want to just charge up them with your troops and annihilate them? But of course, if you take the scouts way and go up the side of the mountain while everyone else distracts them, uh, they haven't heard from their scouts recently, so odds are you're probably going to face danger now. Which direction did you go? Did you march up the mountain doing a direct charge, or did you take the side path and let your forces probably march to their death? I, oh, I definitely went up the side mountain because if there were anybody that I could save, because they didn't know what happened to these scouts. So I thought, well, maybe I can help them out. Maybe some of them are still alive. What did okay, you do? so I'm going to go ahead and ask, uh, who did you meet while up there? I don't remember. You're not helping the cause. I'm sorry. I, I, I it wasn't Anders. <laughs> Obviously, because uh, as far as anyone knows, he's not even. He team. isn't. Yeah, I was told he wasn't. So I took the direct route. I went straight up the mountain. And which, during the Dragon Age live streams, that's what they've done, too, is gone straight up the mountain. It's just the generic choice, charge with all the rest of the forces, and take the direct route. Now, of course, I'm playing a warrior, so I'm like, hell yeah, charge the front! And, uh, that's just how things go. Um, while up there, I ran into Cullen! Really? Is that where you ran into Cullen? Yep, that's Hi. where you meet, that's where you can initially meet Cullen, is up there. Apparently, if you take the mountain path, you don't meet him. So, I guess on my second playthrough, I'll have to go that way, which will probably mean lots of casualties, because... Well, then you're not up there protecting your forces as they charge straight up the mountain into dark spawn or not. Dark Here's spawn, what yes. I remember from that. I just remember a lot of ladder climbing. <laughs> That's that, all I remember. Uh, that does not sound that exciting. No. Did you fight anything? I, there was something somewhere. I, I was still learning tactics and crap at that point. Now, which, by the way, the tactics in this game are not like the tactics that you learned in the previous two. Nope. Not at all. Nope. But I still don't have a problem. It's actually, I, I would say, if you're in the tactics mode rather than in the live gameplay mode, I would say it's a lot like the XCOM games. But, of course, you know, real-time rather than being turn-based. Where you can tell your forces, you know, run over here, run over there, and it'll show the path of them where they're going to run. And then say, once you get to this location, use this ability on this guy, or in this location, that kind of thing. Which, I'll be honest with you. Aside from that one point where they're like, these are how you do these things, right at the beginning of the game, I've really not used. I've been playing the game pretty much live the entire time, with the exception of, like, if there's someone really far away, I pause the game and select them with my mouse, rather than just kind of, like, try to tab through all the targets. Yeah, I'll do that every once in a while, but I've seen that the tactics are way more useful in, say, the dragon fights, which you haven't done yet, and which I run away screaming. Yet. I had seen John do them, and he did not like the tactics at all. He had said that several times before. And when I went back and watched him play the dragon fights, he was sure as hell using those tactics. <laughs> and he was very familiar with them. Now, what's great about these tactics, though, 
it's not like the tactics like in the previous games where you set up, if so-and-so does this, you can do that, or you can do this. I've not actually looked at those. I've uh, See, here's the thing. Unlike the other games, I have found that the, the automatic uh, setup for tactics, just letting them run and do their thing, I have found that they actually perform very, very well. I've, I've actually not had to adjust their tactics whatsoever. I've just let them run about and do their things. Um, presently, I'm still playing with the initial party, which is Varric, Cassandra, and Solus. Solus. I've I a very very seldomly will switch out one of the other one person for another, uh, because frankly speaking, I have everything I need. I've got Varric as my range damage character. I've got Solus as my range support character. I've got Cassandra as my tank character. And I have my main character as my physical damage character. See, the tactics, you said you haven't really looked at them. That's because they don't really exist that way. They have behaviors which are like if there are only so many potions left, you stop taking automatically taking potions at this point in the game. Uh, they're very, very simple, and they're not like the way they were in the previous games, the if, then, whatever. You literally have to set these things up. But what's great about it, though, is you click on an enemy in this tactics mode, you can see what they're immune to and what they're vulnerable vulnerable to and what effects they already have on them, which is awesome because I'm not wasting my time. Like if it's a uh, whatever common demon, a uh, rage demon, I don't know what it's invulnerable to, but you know, I don't waste my time with a character that mostly deals that damage. It's great. That part is my favorite part of the tactics in this. See, I haven't even bothered with any of that. I just let them roll. I didn't even know until a couple days ago that you could see those things. Like, oh, oh this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm even to that point where, uh, see, there are different damage types, such as uh, for Varric on his crossbow, I've fitted him with a corruption rune, which allows him to do extra damage to living targets and all that. But using it against demons or Red Templar, his damage kind of doesn't do as much damage because they have an immunity to corruption damage. So I've actually, I probably need to switch that for one of the elemental types rather than that. Well, it just depends on who you're going to put in your forefront. We'll get to the characters, basically an overall roster. Character-wise, you've got Cassandra, Solus, and Varric. Those are the first three you meet. Then you meet the people that are on this council. They have formed the Inquisition. You formed the Inquisition. I'm not going to go over that because... You'll, you'll see that in the game. But once this is formed, you get council members. Is that what they call them? Uh, I would call them your war council, yeah. And your war council consists of... Liliana, Josephine, and Cullen. Cullen, who is from Dragon Age Origins and Dragon Age 2. Josephine, who is also the apple of Rhodes Eye in this game. Yeah, in, in this playthrough, Josie is going to be my, is my love interest. So yeah, it's been fun. She's kind of adorable. I even love her. I kind of want a romance. But anyway, <laughs> now we've, we've talked about Cassandra. She's, she's the seeker. Cullen was a Templar, is not a Templar anymore. He has left to join the Inquisition. And Josephine is a politician. She is a, a an ambassador. Yep. She is the ambassador. She has the talent of tongue. How do you like that, Red? Uh, she certainly does. <laughs> But she knows politics and she will get things done for you. Now, the, the purpose of this war council is that it really makes it feel like you're planning a war. It's pretty great. Um, you get these guys together and they're planning, oh, we need to go over here and pull some strings. We need to go over here and make a show of things. Is that what you're doing with your war room? Yeah, that's the feeling that they give. But let's actually take a moment to discuss the war, well, the war room whatsoever. The okay. table of war. 
Now, in this, you're going to have a lot of op uh, operations, is what they're going to be called. Okay. Little flags that are sticking out of the map in either Ferelden or Orlais. And with that, each mission takes a certain amount of time and a certain member of your war council to perform certain tasks. Now, depending on which of the council members you choose to perform said operation task, they will carry things out in a different manner, and will, as a result, yield different results. And, to another point, change how certain people that you may or may not see will react to you in the future. Really? Yes. Now, such as, uh, say, there's... You suspect that a caravan of merchants is actually siding with, you know, one of the big baddies in the game. And you can, for example, use Josephine and her noble contacts to buy out the caravan. Or you can send uh, Liliana in there and her spy network to sabotage the network. Or Cullen, you know, you can have him run in there and arrest, smash the cart to pieces and burn it right there in the wherever it is and leave them out there to die. That's horrible. You can you can play the politician, you can play the spy, or you can play the warrior in those different scenarios, kind of. Now, there are also other missions, which are not really, I would say, vital missions, but take a lot less time to complete, because every operation does require a specific amount of real-world time to pass for them to complete, such as resource farming. You can send uh, one of your council members to issue a party to run out there to some place in the world to farm up resources, and depending on which location of the world that it represents, you can get different resources from that. Now, the yield of resources are not going to be very large, but it also doesn't cost you anything other than 10-15 minutes to complete that mission, which in that time you can go have conversation with party members or whatever. Some of the missions will actually be upwards to like 24 hours long. Yeah. I'm setting that right before I head to Missouri this week. <laughs> I'm setting my 24 hours one. <laughs> if you've got something to do, or, you know, it's like the end of your night, something like that, and you've got a mission that takes five hours, set up that one right then. You don't, you can play whatever content it locks tomorrow. Don't worry about it. The War Room also determines where you are in the story. There will be zones that you can travel to on your world map, which you have to unlock by doing uh, paying power toward having that place investigated. So, say like, uh, where's a good place? The Forbidden Oasis, which is a location in the game, and I'm not going to give you any background as to what that, that is. That sounds sexy. Uh, you trust me. You'll want to be collecting certain things that you can find by staring through certain devices that are kind of like looking glasses. You want to find as many of those as you can. In fact, you're going to want to find that's all of them. Not, that's not a spoiler. Okay, so there's shards that you can collect <laughs> in the game, which you can only locate by using these skulls that are magical, and you can peer through them like a looking glass to find where all these shards are scattered in every zone. You need to collect those. When you go yeah. to the Forbidden Oasis, they'll pay off. That's all I'm saying really? about that. Yes. Oh, so there's a reason to go get those. Oh. Yes. It's not just a collections thing. It's like, I've got an achievement. No, you actually get things for that. Now, what about the Astrariums? Ast Astrariums? Uh, yeah, that sounds good. The Planetariums? The Planetariums? The things in which you uh, play Connect the Dots with. Yes. I love the Connect the Dots games. Now, I don't even know what I get, but I love them. What happens is, uh, I think every zone has three of those. Okay. And you use those three 
once you solve the uh, the puzzle, which is just a, you know, collect all these dots in a specific pattern without have you know running over the line twice, which uh, actually I've only had one that was really complicated. Don't they put those on the SATs now or something? <laughs> Probably. Wouldn't surprise me. I don't know. We're old. We don't remember. <laughs> well, yeah. Once you have completed all three of those in a zone, it will reveal a new location in that zone to you where you will find, as the kids call it, fat loot. Really? Yes. I like that. You can only get the cave by completing the three Australians in each zone. Which, some of which are being guarded by dragons, and as a reason, I have not actually complete them all now i will tell you this you can stay alive if there's a dragon right there there's one in the hinterlands which is the first place you go which is the first place where you waste 20 hours of your life yeah and you feel like you can't leave but you can you can always come back even dragon age uh, bioware officially states get out of hinterlands as fast as possible it's a big world go explore it i probably spent the first 10 hours of my game just in hinterlands and I have gone back since many times. You get your horse there. If you want a mount, go ahead and uh, find where that is. Oh, uh, I can't wait till we can talk about horses later on. Oh, man. Some of those most mounts are hilarious. Okay. Uh, yeah, go ahead and go through the hinterlands. Towards the west, you'll, you'll find where your horse is. There is also an area in the very middle, well, the upper middle, which you will get your ass handed to you. Uh, I suggest avoiding that place until you're level 12 or so. I found my first dragon at level 2. And I promptly turned around and said, nope, and ran away. I, that's where I was going with that. That's what I remembered it from, because I found one of those little skull things, and I was looking around. Uh, that's where I saw the dragon through that thing. <laughs> oh, no, I was running through the canyon where the dragon's at, and it was just, it was the, in all the official videos that were released during, you know, E3 and wherever else, there's that little canyon they run through, and that canyon leads right to where the dragon's kind of perched up there looking at you. Oh, yeah, I ran through there, and he started howling at me. And I went, oh, no, I'm going to run away now. When you're looking through one of those things, the dragon can't kill you. But, of course, if you wait till the dragon leaves, and then you can get away unscathed. The more you know. Exactly. Yeah, I just saved a lot of people's lives. That's what I did, and I bravely ran away, away. And there's that. Now, <laughs> also in the Hinterlands, you can pick up my new BFF up in Redcliffe. Now, this is actually after you do some quests. From what I remember. Do you know who my new BFF is? I feel like if it's in Redcliffe, then you're talking about Dorian. <laughs> He's awesome. <laughs> Probably should put the spoiler warning in right there. Because uh, we were going to talk about spoilers, but that's where you get Dorian. Well, I, kind of. I don't really think those are spoilers at this point. Because if I felt like it were a spoiler when I was playing it, I wouldn't have wanted to look up where I get him. Here's the thing. Is... You get Cole during a very pivotal part of the game, and you get Dorian also during a pivotal part of the game, so... Well, I'm not going to say how you get him, I'm just introducing the characters. <laughs> Alright, so go ahead and talk a little bit about Dorian. I'll let you have Dorian. Really, it depends on, on what you do in this war room situation, because one of the first things you're presented with is... Uh, you have to go to Valroyo. Um, you watch, as we talked about last time, punching a nun, which was great. <laughs> and and uh, Mr. Gator also talked about how some people will pick up the Templars first as joining your cause. Some people will talk to the mages first. Being a fan of Fiona and you see her in Valroyo, I wanted to go with the mages because she's awesome. We talked about this last time. So how do you get the Templars? Um, well, it's kind of the same thing. Go to the war. Yeah. 
in order to get them, uh, you could basically have tracked them down where they are, and you go to an operation on your map where you have to choose. Basically, there's an uh, there's an operation on there that says, if you choose this, then you can't get the mages. If you choose this, then you can't get the Templars. And if you choose the one for the Templars, then that's how it unlocks. Of course, I got mages too, so I've not seen how that plays out. I haven't seen how that plays out, but I do know if you choose the Templars, you get Cole before you get Dorian. Or else, uh, after the part that we're not going to talk about yet, uh, you get the other. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, so we uh, both, uh, what's your name, Road and I? <laughs> I almost called you right. Rage again. <laughs> both Road and I decided we're going with the mages. Mine is because my love of Fiona. You pick up Dorian in Redcliffe Village after some quests. Now, who else do you get? Oh, when you go to Val Royale, you get a note from the Red Jenny operation. You remember them Friends from... Friends of Red Jenny. Yeah, and that was in uh, Dragon Age known throughout Fadus. Yes, and you get Sarah when you follow that one through. Which, there's a large fan base for Sarah. I can see how people like I can see it, but when you first meet her, she keeps saying the word breaches so many times. Yes, Sarah is a very awkward... She's very energetic. She's very socially awkward. She's incredibly energetic, and uh, her humor is... To say the least, juvenile. So to be mine. fair, I find her incredibly entertaining. <laughs> I love that. And yes, she stole all the pants. To which at least three people listening just said, while listening, she can steal my, my pants. pants. <laughs> Guarantee you that just happened. And yeah, you that just went, oh, he's talking about me. That's right, I'm talking about you. I'm getting very <laughs> fourth wall breaking in this. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Because I would have said, if it were like a dude that was like Colin, yeah, I would have said the same thing. Uh, I think you're right. Also in Valreo, you get an invitation to meet someone. That someone would be Vivian. That's where you follow through to get her. She's a mage. She's an Orlesian mage. And she's the enchanter of the Imperial Court. Ooh. She has a voice. Mm. That voice. That is like silk. Oh, my goodness. Speaking of pants, mine are off right now. Just thinking about her. Good to Please. know. <laughs> Who else do we have? Um, Blackwall. Blackwall. How do we get Blackwall? Well, you hear about Grey Wardens out wandering around. Uh, there's there's spoiler happens, and so you go to find Grey Wardens, and <laughs> you can only think of one that you can find. So you happen to stumble across Blackwall, and Blackwall's training conscripts. What that you can find? What about the king? Oh well, it depends on your gameplay. Uh, well, as far as the king goes, he's in Ferelden, and he's a very, very busy man. <laughs> Just putting that out there. He's a very busy man. And then spoiler happens. So, again, we're not we're not diving into spoilers just yet. And then, of course, there's Cole, as we've mentioned many times before, which I'm going to have to go on a limb here and say that Cole is probably the most fascinating of all the companions you can get. There's there's an iron bull. We yes, oh. there is iron bull, but we were talking about coal. Okay, coal. Yes, the most fascinating in my opinion. I have to. And have we're not going to say why, but he's kind of a ninja, and he's <laughs> really odd. Mister Gator uh, talked about it the last episode, but if you haven't listened to the last one, that's fine. Yes, he's he's very very different. He looks like a little bit like Justin Bieber. I've just lost the ability to ever play Cole. Thank you so much for doing that to me. I was going to have him in my next playthrough. He was going to be my melee DPS. And now I can't use Cole. Not face-wise, but his hair. I mean, if you play with the helmets off. Which I do. I play with helmets off. 
Yeah, you, you've seen that cool ass hat that he's been in all the promos. Yeah. The giant witch, uh, witch hat. Yeah. Which makes no sense whatsoever, but whatever. I think it. Well, it does. In my, it's opinion. like a Ferelden Sakat. I don't know what that is. Uh, Sakat is a Korean straw hat that's massively huge. Thank you. Okay. And yes. Uh, the rice farmers from you know getting massively sunburned while working. Yeah. Fields. I, I just didn't know that that was that name. I would call nope. it a rice farmer hat. It's a Sakat. Sakat. The more you know. Uh, there are reasons I know that. Anyway, moving on. Iron Bull. Iron Bull, you get in the Storm Coast. Yep. And Storm Coast is also the place that used to drive me batty in DA2, by the way. Why? Okay, in that game, you were really on rails. You could only go down certain paths. You basically had to follow the road everywhere. In this game, you don't have to. But in that game, you did. And that really pissed me off. I'm like, I can see it way over there, but no, I have to go 500 miles out of the way. Walk 500 miles back just to get to this one place that was like five feet above me. Iron Bull. Iron Bull, voiced by Freddy Prinze Jr. is freaking great. Yeah, and uh, he is very active on the Twitter. Very active. Oh. Really? Wow, yes. He is, he is just as much a fan of this game as everyone else. I still love my Ride the Bull with my little emoji of the bull. Yeah, I've, I've noticed. Shut up! I've seen it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'm not going to worry about it because it's hysterical. Shut up. <laughs> I did start out wanting to romance the bull just because I wanted to say I read the bull, but Blackwall had other plans for me. Things will happen. That's one of the great things about this game is that uh, it will change your mind for you because you really do. You get into it. You get into the characters just like uh, Origins. Sometimes a bit more Ancient. literally than others. Wow. You are a naughty boy. <laughs> I was just saying that, you know, there might be a point where you stab someone just like you did Anders. Really? <laughs> God, I hate you. <laughs> Don't play with my emotions. Just like Josephine is right now. Oh. Now, for those of you that are looking forward to romancing people... Get the hell out of the hinterlands and do the main quest. That's my advice. And flirt all the time. And flirt. But don't press flirt if there's something that pops up when you when you have the little heart icon and you see some text pop up above that, read that because I didn't realize I was getting into it with Blackwall. Now I don't don't mind. Homeboy, when I walked away, he said, and there she goes. And my heart was gone. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, I love him. But then, of course, you know, I'm a blonde sucker. So, um, oh, by the way. <laughs> That's not I wasn't going to say it, but yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so I had to go dump him, but anyway. But I really liked having a black... I like having characters that are with you when you're romancing them. That's great. I like it when they care when you well, die. Well, I can't do that, Liz. Because <laughs> Josephine doesn't leave the office, ever. Well, she's a workaholic. It's straining our relationship a bit right now. She's always at the office, every day. You know she's away on those missions all the time. Or at least she's sending people. She's sending people. She doesn't go anywhere. She's getting correspondence from a lot of, you know, wealthy men. Look, my chambers are directly above her office. <laughs> yes, they are. I have to run all the way across Skyhold. Skyhold, by the way, that's the second place you go to. You want to get there. After Haven, there is Skyhold, and Skyhold is kind of a beast. And then you get to modify it, kind of. That's pretty awesome. 
It is. Now, Sky, I mean, Skyhold's already been talked about, too. Skyhold's a great big castle that you get to build up and put your forces in and be the base of your operations and looks amazing. And you get to kind of customize it in little bits. What are the pairings of people that you'd like? Well, you only use the original ones. But a lot of people are saying that Sarah and Vivian are great to have together in a party. I can only imagine. You've got a noble and you've got the person who hates nobles. That's got to be fun. Now, I, I find that, that Dorian and Blackwall fight. The Orlesian and the Deventer fighting? Really? <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? He's not, he's not Orlesian, is he? He's Ferelden. No. No, he's Orlesian. Blackwall? Yeah. He doesn't have that ridiculous accent. Why do you think I have this outrageous accent? Speaking of which, there are personal quests you have to go on for your characters. <laughs> yes, there's a lot of conversations, a lot of cutscenes, and a lot of personal quests. And a, lot, a couple side quests kind of things that you can do too. Like collection quest type things that are... I, I don't really know how they apply to the actual personal quests, but I'm sure they matter. I've done them all anyway, so it doesn't matter. Some of the stories are a bit sad for each of them. Some of them are a bit hilarious. But they're all good. From what I've experienced, I think I'm about done with the personal quests. And... Yeah. <laughs> We're trying so hard to be nice by not spoiling anything. So I want to end this out with crafting. Now, people are having trouble with crafting. And I, I don't know why. You. I am having trouble with crafting because there is so much in this game. And by the time I get to figure out what I'm doing in crafting, I don't have enough or whatnot. Especially with potions. Well... I think people are having a problem with it because they're not nearly as obsessive compulsive as I am. So when I see something, I go, ooh, gotta click, 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 gather, 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 gather. There are different grades of materials. So the the basic three crafting materials are cloth, leather, and metal. Okay. that's Those are the main things you need to know. A um, little fun thing is that occasionally when you when you're harvesting those materials you might find something called fade-touched so-and-so. So, like, fade-touched obsidian, fade-touched iron, fade-touched nug leather, that kind of thing. <laughs> that sounds really bad. Yeah, it does, actually. I'm sorry, I gotta interrupt you on this one. When John was doing one of his streams, somebody had said in the chat room, nug life instead of thug life, and, and then somebody else decided to make a picture of, of Sten with the nug life tattoo on his chest. It's the freaking greatest thing ever. I, I want that. I, I genuinely want that. All right, so, so back to the crafting. All right, so now depending on what you're crafting, whether it's, you know, armor or metal, each of them is going to require a certain number of metals, leathers, or cloth, depending on what you're making. And, you know, you might be thinking, well, why does my sword need leather? Well, because it has a hilt on it. So but, uh, leather is for the yay. is for the, the hilt, so you're wrapping the hilt. Okay, good. Okay. Now You're doing what? Wait, what? I'm Speaking of Colin, what? Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, stabbing you in the face. No, I wouldn't do that. What? I wouldn't do that. Somebody stabbed him in the face. He's got that huge ass scar. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean... So does Cassandra, and so does my main character. In fact, my in fact, my main character has a bigger scar on his face. He's a uh, one that's tracing his entire uh, cheek line where his stubble is at. You can't like have a Han Solo one where it's kind of invisible, but not really. Well, he's got one on his lip that's kind of invisible, but not really. <sighs> hey, I thought it looked badass, so I kept it. I bet you did. Yeah, I've got scars. 
They have mages that can fix those things. Of course, uh, now that I think actually, about it, no, they don't. Mages magic does not heal all wounds. There's even a surgeon in the from, game that tells yeah. you that. <laughs> I remember that. Back to crafting. So you'll need a couple of different types of materials. Now there's the core material, which determines the grade of the weapon. So each schematic you have can be either tier one, two, or three. I don't know if there's a tier four, but let's just go for tier one, two, and three for now. Okay. And there's the primary stat, which or the primary core ingredient, which will take the most. So let's just say that that's 10. And then depending on how good of quality your weapon or armor you're building is, they'll have a couple of branches off of that, which will require other different ingredients. Or hell, if, if it's all metal, then you could use the same type of metal all the way across if you want. Now, those different slots give different stats, depending on the grade of the item you're u- or the grade of the material you're using, and what each individual material gives as a stat. Now, as you apply different materials to it, you'll see whether it gives, like, plus 8 to Constitution, gives you plus 5% resistance to fire, uh, 5% additional damage to uh, additional attack, you know, whatever. There's different stats involved in there. And then there's the final piece, which is above the primary stat, not branched up, just kind of up there and it's redded out. That's the Masterwork slot. Now, the Masterwork slot, you have to put in one of those Fade-touched items we talked about earlier. And that one will give you a unique stat, and whereas some of the more common ones will give you like a uh, 10 to 100% chance to increase the overall stats of the additional stats of the weapon, such as the plus 9 or whatever, by 10%. Do you have to have a Fade-touch thing? Okay. No, you, you, if you don't want to use the Masterwork slot, you don't have to. Okay. That, that doesn't matter at all. It's just the other ones that matter because that's what's required to actually build the weapon itself, not just enhance it. And now, then, of course... Hmm? Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, the, when I was having this explained to me, I did not catch it very well. Now, when you have the better schematics, they automatically ask for more materials? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You, each, each slot will be a certain amount of materials required of a certain type. And if you don't have enough materials for that, then you can't craft the item. Now, can you get schematics for things that you can't craft? No. No, you require schematics to build things. So throughout the game, you're going to have to find them. I know, but I I was saying, like, level-wise. I was wondering if you could actually craft things that were beyond your level. Not that I'm aware of, no. Okay. No, as far as I'm aware, the moment you build something, you can use it. Okay. Even if it's, like, massively more powerful than what you presently have. If you, for some reason, have a, like, a, and there are different types of schematics, too. Like, there are masterwork schematics. And those ones are the best, by far, because when you craft it, uh, those items will not only be superior and look badass, but they'll also have <laughs> additional slots on the item where you can build, like, a, a special hilt for your weapon and, you know, a special pommel for your weapon. And then attach those, uh, as attachments, replace the one, the, the standard one which will give you additional stats onto your weapon. Those are upgrades? Yes. Okay. So you can modify your weapon after you've crafted it. And so you need schematics for upgrades? I mean, you can buy upgrades, but the better ones, yeah, you need schematics for. Oh. And if you can tell the different, the quality of the schematic too, because, I mean, all the good ones are called Masterwork and then Pommel, or Masterwork Two-Handed Sword. I don't get the Staff Blade one. That's weird. 
Um, because there's the staff itself, which is the core piece. Where uh-huh. You're hanging onto it. And then the blade is on the bottom. There's a blade at the bottom of the... That's dangerous. Well, so is magic. Mage Hawk used one. Mage Hawk used one. That was a special badass. And his was... It was like a sword. Yeah. It wasn't just a blade. It was a freaking sword. Oh, remember when... It, well, of course, in my head, it's Anders, because he looked so hot when he was doing it. When he was doing the uh, the paralyzed move. Oh, oh! He would put his staff on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> I try not to remember Anders. You know what? You're a jerk. I don't dwell in the dead. You know what? He's not dead. Oh, he is. He's not. You know, the, the I think my favorite part of crafting these items is being able to name them, such as uh, my turkey carver that I made on uh, Thanksgiving. That was awesome. That was so great. You found some unique weapons. I just want to tell people that they're out there. There is a shield <laughs> of cheese. Yeah, there's the uh, the Wedge of Destiny, which is a shield with, of cheese. And you find that in Crestwood? And then I found a schematic for one. There's also the resource table, or your requisitions table, which you will find every time you go out in the world. There's the tents and all that, which are kind of your little base of operations outside the actual base when you're out running around the Hinterlands or Crestwood or wherever. There's requisitions. And I do want to kind of tie this into what we're talking about. The requisitions, if you just talk to your requisitions officer, they'll be like, we need five iron and three nug furs to be able to survey this land. And then you give them to them and it gives you one power. And that's one way you can build up power if you really want to. But you don't have to do those at all. Now, the reason I bring up the requisition table is because I found a schematic for a weapon which required three sad splinters. These sad splinters I got from blowing up doors to keeps in places. (laughs) And when I combined these three, I couldn't find it in my crafting section. And eventually I found it at my requisition table and was able to, you know, build the item. The item I got was a stick with a banana nailed to it. It's a one-handed weapon. And it's called, oh, what is that thing called? Mark's something. You could not change the name, though. No, no, that's, it's a set item. You cannot, that's, I can't add mods to it. I can't do anything special with it. It's just an item. Just like the Wedge of Destiny can't be upgraded. Okay, you don't mean set like a, like a, you could get shoes made out of bananas. No, not like an item set. That's, it's just set in that location. That's all you get. Fixed. Fixed. Yes, that's another way of saying it. It's, uh, Mark's Mangled Mace. And it is literally a banana nailed to a stick. I wonder who this Mark is and why they named it after him. I think we're going to need to investigate this because it is absurd and someone needs to answer for this because it's amazing. (laughs) I haven't used it because, frankly, the only person in my party that could use it is Cassandra. And Cassandra has an item called Song of the Marshes, which is an axe, a one-handed axe, that is super effective against dragons, and it's also the most powerful weapon I've found in the game to this point. <laughs> and I've had it for probably 40 hours. Wow, that's half your gameplay. Yeah, she's had it for a very long time and has been pounding faces in with it, with reckless abandon. Hey, can I just say that any dev that can answer our question about the cheese, I work in a Belgian chocolate shop on the weekends. If you guys would tell us the uh, mystery of what is up with the cheese in this game, I'll send you a box of chocolates. Where's my box of chocolates? Eh. Yeah, so, um, I think those are enough because I don't want to go into any more spoilers. So, uh, a somewhat ranty shorter episode, 
because, but anyway, yeah, it's fine. No, we can end it here. We can end it. Calm down. It's okay. Let's send you off, and you can cut right here, and then you can add all your weird sound effects and stuff. No, I want you to finish out what you're doing and saying. Oh, well, I, I, there's really not much more to say. Uh, we will, in the next episode, we're going to go much more into exploring the lands, uh, identifying places, things you need to know out and about in the world to make your life a little bit easier, and how not to be burned to a crisp by dragons. By the way, uh, can you think of anything that you want to advise people on? Like, if you do this, you can't do this later. Because I want to get that out there as soon as possible so people don't make I have heard a rumor that if by a specific point in the main story, you've not started romancing someone, that after that point in the story, you cannot romance anyone. I have heard that rumor, but I've not verified it. And, of course, by that point, I had already started romancing someone, so I didn't really care to try to verify it. Okay, okay. Mm, you'll find out. Or will you? I could be pulling your chain. <laughs> you know what? You really could be. be. He plans these things out, folks. Mm, I, I plan to be evil. The exact method is never really set. We're going to say goodbye. Goodbye! That was awesome. You said we were going to say goodbye, so I did. So thank you for doing the episode. Thank you for being Me. smart and stuff. <laughs> a smart ass. <laughs> thank you for being a friend. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Travel around the road back again. <laughs> da, 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 da. Heart is true. You have to do harmony with me. <laughs> <laughs> we're old. Womp, womp. We don't want to dampen the mood, D-A-M-P, Dragon Age multiplayer. That was a terrible joke. Before we get to more terrible jokes, we have to do some contact information, or else how are we going to know how much you love us? You have to tell us how much you love us. Don't tell us how much you hate us. Get a hold of us on Twitter at DragonAgeOTR. Contact me at Mistress underscore LeBeau. That's L-E-B-E-A-U. And if you like your tweets favorited, contact Road at that road guy. Email us at DragonAgeOTR at gmail.com. Visit our website at QuestGamingNetwork.com. And yes, we know our money's on the dresser. We have sponsors, you guys. Heard about us talk about Dragon Age the Stolen Throne and Dragon Age The Calling? Well, here's your chance to hear it for free. Go to audibletrial.com slash questgamingnetwork and you get one of those books for free. And the better to hear you with, my dear, visit tweakedaudio.com, enter our code off the record, all one word, for 30% off, quality earbuds, free worldwide shipping, and a lifetime warranty. And while you're on YouTube, you could also subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash questgamingnetwork, where you can find a plethora of other shows. That's youtube.com slash questgamingnetwork. So it's not everyone. It's just the stupid people. <laughs> yeah. Oh no 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 yeah. no. I see. I see what you did it's there. It's just the unfortunate. Maybe it's just the men. What if they only want women to play this game? Because the Barwin's uh, having problems. It's my day off. I haven't been outside. Because you've been playing Dragon Age. Yeah. By the way, my birthday's coming up in 19 days. I'm just saying. Congratulations. Mine's coming up in. Uh... 49. Oh, I thought you were another December baby and I was going to celebrate with you, but you're not. January. Start your new year with this guy. Oh, yeah. Professor X, towards the end, of course, you know, Cyclops killed him off lately, but he was able to walk. Oh, Cyclops killed him off. I always knew that Cyclops was There's a wasp in this room. Ah! Have I mentioned I haven't had my uh, ADD medicine in a while? Uh, I mentioned I'm on my fourth, fifth can of caffeine now? 
And I will walk five hundred. You just put that sound clip in, didn't you? I don't want to be assassinated by the Dragon Age fans. I would like to avoid that. Would you like me to cut that out? No, you wouldn't even if I asked you to. Yes, I would've! That, I would've. Oh, here's my mother, by the way. Hello. Say hello. Thank you. She brought me pizza. Isn't that nice? Oh my god, that wasp is just cool in my face. Ah! Milk or dark? Or white chocolate? I rank it milk, white, and then somewhere way, way, way down below everything else in life and existence. Oh, really? Well, good, because I can't shit. Well, when I make boxes of chocolates, I can't put the mint in there because it overpowers the flavor of the other stuff. Yes, I had to take like a mini course on chocolate. <laughs> like, I'm sorry I'm interrupting your multiplayer. I'm not a big fan of ignorance, of faking of That drives me nuts. Well, then how the f*** are you on the phone with me right now? <laughs> I need a goal, which is banging Cullen, or Blackwall, or Iron Bull. And that's the end. Bum, bum, Tune in next time, where things will be said, stuff will happen, and Liz has no idea I'm recording this because she's already gone. <laughs> oh, that's too much, isn't it? Okay, bye.